Great day, this is Coach Mike Husson, and welcome to this recording on the 10 Habits of Highly Successful People. Now, you should have in your hands a copy of the layout of this of a document that's going to help me uh, guide you through this whole process. So what I want to encourage you to do is make sure that you uh, shut off all distractions and take a couple quick minutes to listen to this and fill in the blanks as you go. Now, if you don't have the document with you, um, you can simply take notes, obviously. And if, you're, uh, if you don't have it at all and you need to, for me to get it over to you, just simply email me, mike at mikehusson.com. Now, here's the baseline of all of this keeping in mind that winners develop a habit of doing the things that losers do not like to do. Winners develop a habit of doing the things that losers do not like to do. In the framework of all this, there are some fundamentals that we must keep in mind. This is by any no stretch of the imagination the end all to uh, some of the principles of success. However, these are fundamentals, and fundamentals are the basics of life and business, and when we follow some of these fundamentals, uh, it will enable us to go out there and really uh, capture more business in our life, develop more confidence, and more success for yourself. Now, these habits that I'm going over with you are the ones that I've worked on with many, many clients over the many years that I've been coaching and training. And these typically are folks that are doing at least a quarter of a million dollars or year or more. Now, that might not be an ambition for you. I hope it is because, frankly, it's doable. And I've articulated this information uh, through these experiences of not only just myself, but all of these other folks, and I'm going to share with you some of these fundamentals today. So let's take out a new, uh, your notes, and let's take a pencil and start writing down some thoughts here. What I want to do, definitely recommend, is that you shut off all distractions around you, and so you can focus in on this. Another thing that I would like to suggest that you do is make notes in the sidebar of your document and if you have any questions please feel free to reach out to me send me an email as I said it's Mike at MikeHusson.com and I'll be more than happy to clarify some things for you or answer any other questions that you might have so let's get cranked on this 10 habits of highly successful people the first habit is this is that is to uh, rewrite and review your goals on a daily basis Rewrite and review your goals on a daily basis. Now, your goals should encompass fundamentally three things. One, goals that are anchored in values, which is letter A on your document. Use the as-if principle and see the goals that you have in six areas of life your family, your spiritual, your financial, your mental, your physical, and you can even add on there some other things that might be inspiring for you, such as community uh, and things of that nature. So let's recap what this means here. Number one, rewrite and review your goals every day. You should have a sentence or two based on these six areas of life, it's ones that, uh, that are inspiring to you and things that you want to achieve. I'll give you an example for myself. Using mental is one area, whereas I read at least 55 books per year. 
Okay, and so you can write that down as one of your goals. Now, you don't want to make them too long. You want to make them simple. But rewriting and reviewing your goals on a daily basis basically reinforces them into your mind. And frankly, it keeps it in the forefront of your mind so you don't forget them. Goals that are anchored in values, as I stated, anchoring is basically just like an anchor. It holds things down in place. And they must be in values. And that what the values are are things that are most important to you. What's most important to you? Use the as if principle basically says as if you in your imagination and in your mind imagining yourself already achieving the goal. It's not the law of attraction mindset here, but we're actually putting ourselves in the place of where we would like to be and the feelings that we would like to have. And this exercise, this particular area at number one, should be done as a uh, prerequisite to your day. Ideally, it's a great part of your morning routine when you get up. You know, you don't want to listen to news. You don't want to open the newspaper if you get one of those still. Um, you don't want to check your emails. You don't want to get on social media. You want to focus on yourself first. And this particular area, number one, is an invaluable exercise to get you connected to your goals, your dreams, your thoughts in this area right here. So make sure you go through step number one. Step number two is to plan your day in advance. And what you want to make sure that you do is prioritize your list and use the 80-20 rule. So planning your days in advance. Now, what I like to recommend to my clients is a minimum of 90 days of planning. Now, when I say plan your days in advance as it relates here, you'll probably at the end of your previous day, as you wrap up your day and before you begin the coming day, you do want to create some plans. You want to, If you already have your schedule laid out, which is an ideal circumstance, let's say the next 90 days at a minimum, and I'm talking about all of the areas as it relates to your business and your personal life. So that could include uh, lead generation time, lead follow-up time, qualifying time, presentation time, administrative time, lunch time, uh, your morning routine, your evening routine, uh, time with the kids, etc. You want to have all of those things on your calendar already. And then on a daily basis, you'll check in to see what is going on with your schedule starting tomorrow. So in the ideal circumstance, you want to have it all planned out already, and then you want to integrate things that you might need to add in. And I'm not talking about a to-do list. I'm talking about things that must be a part of your schedule tomorrow. So plan your day in advance. This gives you freedom of thought before uh, you retire at night, and when you wake up in the morning, you already have things ready to go and actions that you need to take in order to achieve the goals that you want. And when you prioritize your list – using the 80-20 rule, you have to keep in mind as it relates to your business that 20% of your activities will give you 80% of the results that you're going to get. So I'll give you an example. If you're in the sales business, maybe you're selling real estate, maybe you're selling mortgages, maybe you're selling computer mainframes. I don't know. But whatever the case might be, the 80-20 rule says this, 20% of my activities will give me 80% of my results. So in the sales business, what are those 20% of those activities that will give me the outcomes that I want, that 80%, such as uh, lead generation, lead follow-up, qualifying, 
presenting, negotiating transactions, etc. Those are the four or five basic areas that we know if we did those on a daily basis, we're going to get the outcomes that we want. That's the 80% that we want to look at. So goal here is to make sure that you focus on your 20% during the day. Now, is lunch a top 20%? Probably not. It's an important area. Is administration important? It is, but it's not as important as lead generation because if you don't do any lead generation, you won't have any papers to push anyway. So you want to keep in mind where you're going to balance this out. doesn't mean you don't do those things. They're just not a priority. And you've got to make sure uh, that you get the top 20% done and then work on the rest of the things later. Okay? doesn't mean you work through lunch, but doesn't mean you can't work through lunch if you must work through lunch. If you do do lunch, ideally you want to do it on your own so you can refresh yourself personally. If you're going to go to lunch with somebody, you want to go to some lunch with a, a potential client or a center of influence or a past client um, or a lunch and learn type of a situation where it could be productive for you while at the same time you're getting some great nutrition. So balance this out, guys. Just make sure that you're focusing on that top 20% that's going to get you the 80% of the results. Point number three is ask yourself two very important questions. The first one is, what did I do right? And the second one is, what would I do different or what could I do different? Now, the first question is based on the fact that oftentimes if we're not having success or we're having some challenges or we're not making progress, we're going to ask ourselves in our unconscious minds, uh, and you're going to ex uh, say it externally as well, you know what, what's not going well here? I mean, things really are terrible, right? What we want to do is ask ourselves some winning questions. What are you doing right? There's got to be something that you're doing. I'll give you an example. If your idea is to uh, prospect and you're going to be calling on people, the fact that you put together the list of people to call on is something that you're, that's a win for you, right? So what did I do right today? Well, I wrote down my list of prospects. What would I do differently? I would pick up the phone and call them, right? So rather than beating yourself up and, and demoralizing yourself because you're not making the strides that you want or, or not taking the necessary actions in some case, maybe you're doing part of them, just ask yourself, what am I doing right here? Maybe you're planning. That's doing something right. Maybe you're being thoughtful about your business. That's doing something right. If you need to take more action, do more follow-up, follow-up, be, become better skilled at a particular area, then those are the areas that we want to ask ourselves, what could I do differently, right? So this is a positive thought process that you must go through. And here's what I would suggest on this. You should do this at the beginning of your day, what's going well, what do I need to improve on. You should do it at the end of your day, what went well today, what do I need to improve on. And you should do it after each one of the top 20%. If you're lead generating, at the end of your session, you should say, what went well with my lead generation today? What do I need to do to improve it? Okay, same thing with your follow-up, same thing with your presentations, etc. So you'll compartmentalize it through each of the areas in your business, and then, and then ideally you want to make sure that you do it first thing in the morning and then in the afternoon, and you'll see 
trajectory, uh, a, a, a change in trajectory in your business and watch it grow like crazy, it's going to be pretty darn powerful because you're going to start learning at much more rapid rates than if you just sit there and beat yourself up and say, I stink at this. I'm not going to ever be successful. What's wrong with me? Don't go there, guys. Yeah, we might feel that every now and again. And, you know, sometimes you just got to scream it out. I stink at this. Oh, my gosh, I'm going to change this right now. Go for it if that's going to help you out, but don't linger in it. Get over it and get on with it. What are you doing right? What could you do to improve? Point number four, okay, great salespeople, great habits of great salespeople, use the doctor of selling philosophy. Use the doctor of selling philosophy, and that is they ask great questions to find out the needs, wants, desires of their prospective clients. Okay, so it's very important that we come in with the mindset. Would you go to a doctor who, when you walked in, you said, Doc, I got a headache, and he or she says, oh, well, Mike, you know what? Let's do brain surgery tomorrow morning. I got an appointment uh, available for you. Would 6 o'clock work, or would 7 o'clock be better for you in the a.m. at the hospital? You're going to probably not uh, freak out. You're going to probably run away, right? Oftentimes, the average salespeople go into their uh, into their uh, prospecting and lead generation and, and client communications with an end result without finding out the true wants, needs, and desires, pains, and problems of their clients. So when you walk in with the mindset of you're going to serve your people um, with great questions and learn about these problems, you're going to be recognized as an authority, and you're going to position yourself as somebody who's really a great professional. That's the bottom line here. And the other part about this, guys, is a very important understanding psychologically, which is the inner game here. Once you go in with the attitude, you know what, I'm a doctor here, I'm going to go in and you act different and you'll, and you'll run your business differently as a result to just having that thought process, not being the average salesperson who when somebody is breathing, they say, oh, i got an opportunity here. No, you're going to go in and find out what their wants, needs, and desires are. You're going to be more professional, and frankly, you're going to be more effective and efficient in running your business. So um, let me bounce off some thoughts here with, as it relates, and you're, if you're looking at your document, the questions that you uh, create for your customers are very important. And really, 80 to 90% of all of your communication should be question-based. And that's, those are questions about, again, their wants, needs, uh, pains, and desires, etc. and what do they want to do. So when you ask a question, I wrote down here the L-A-E-R formula, layer out your questions. So when you ask a question, first of all, use the person's name, ideally. You don't have to use it on every single question, but you do want to use their names very often because people love hearing their names. So Bill, let me ask you a question. When you sold, where, what is your goal? Where are you planning on moving to? Oh, terrific. And what takes you there? And you go through that and you use their name. So using their name is very powerful as a framework here. Okay. Number two is in this philosophy, you want to repeat what they said. So where are you moving to? I'm going to be moving to Palm Beach. Palm Beach, good for you. What takes you there? Well, I'm being relocated and I want to be closer to my work. Fantastic. So you want to be closer to your work so you can cut out the drive time. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Fantastic. Right? So using their name, 
repeating what they say, and thus it makes it more of a conversation rather than feeling like you're going through a script. Okay, oftentimes people try to sell us on the idea of scripts, and they're per- they're perfectly great, and they should be used. But when you use somebody's name and you repeat what they say, now it takes you into a different uh, mindset of really making it more conversational, rather than feeling, oh, I'm sounding scripted, and I don't want to be that way. It's not my nature. Get rid of that. Don't worry about that. Just use their name and affirm what they've said and repeat it back to them. And that one thing right there, repeating back to people, uh, shows a great amount of acknowledgement that you are listening to them. Okay, So let me go quickly through these L-A-E-R. And when you ask a question, you listen. Okay, You acknowledge, repeat and affirm. I hear what you're saying. And then you explore. So where are you moving to? I'm going to Palm Beach. Great. You're going to Palm Beach. Fantastic. And what takes you there, which is the explore, what takes you there, and then the response. Okay. So how soon would you like to be in Palm Beach, ideally? So that could be a response in this particular example. So ask questions a lot. Okay. No harm in asking a bunch of questions. No harm in asking, making sure your whole presentation is questions. It really engages your clients. It helps you to learn more about them, thus giving you opportunity to make recommendations and make a determination if you even do want to work with them, if it makes sense for them to make their decision and or allows you to make a recommendation to solve their problem. I can help you get to Palm Beach in the time that you want. When would be a great time for us to get together? and you close for an appointment. So um, that's part number four. And then the last part about this area here on number four is our goal is to find the pain and relieve it. And that's when we get into these questions and search for what is that pain. And your goal, just like a doctor, is to find the pain and let's relieve it. Now, let's move on to point number five. And that is successful daily living. Okay, successful daily living. Now, I talked a little bit about the morning routine and the evening routine. And these are things that you should probably be integrating into your business and into your life, such as A, aerobic exercise, probably a good three to four times a week, if not every day. Okay? I have a dog, so I happen to have to take him out once in the morning, once in the evening, sometimes a third time, but it keeps me moving. Okay? And I might do some swimming, which is another favorite exercise of mine can't run a lot because they're going to get a great knee, but something like that just to keep your body moving. Eat properly. You don't want to indulge in things that are going to weigh you down physically because it's going to weigh you down mentally. So you want to eat properly. You want to eat some decent nutrition. Ideally, higher proteins, greens, um, minimal fruits, unless it's in the morning, but you want to add in some proteins because fruits have natural sugars, but they can uh, spike us up and knock us down. So you want to eat properly some things. I'm not going to give you a nutritional exercise here. Just keep in mind, balance it out. And another point that I learned years ago is the best thing that you can do for yourself is to eat about 70 to 80% of your intake but before 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock, ideally. Okay? But you want to keep yourself with nutrition throughout the day. Now, I happen to do some fasting in the morning because it gives me more energy. 
and I might eat some slight uh, light proteins in the morning, but I'm not getting, I'm not gouging myself with a lot of food, thinking that's what I need to do to have energy. Honestly, the less is more uh, philosophy works well in the morning to give you the energy that you need. And then the next part of successful daily living, number C here, is healthy relationships. Healthy relationships with the people that you work with, healthy relationships at home. Not always perfect. I get that. However, do your best, uh, do your best to make sure that you're creating these healthy relationships. And also, if you can't get it, if, if, if you have a choice, okay, get away from negative relationships, things that are dragging you down, drama. Even clients could be negative relationships. If it's not serving to the best interest of everybody where it's a win-win and you have clients that are a drag on your business, a drag on your life, they're occupying too much time, there's too much drama, um, you got to get rid of them and it's okay. I'd rather suggest that you refer it out to somebody, let them take on the headache and you get a referral fee and go out there and find somebody that is nice with you and you are nice with them. So it's really between uh, the relationships with people that you hang out with, your family and your clients, a mix of that will help us to have some better healthy mindsets and make us feel a lot better more often. Number six is become a specialist in two areas. A is become a rejection specialist, and B is become a frustration specialist. Guys, we're going to get a lot of rejection in what we do. Now, I tell my clients oftentimes, uh, people, when we call them, when they reject us, they're not rejecting us personally. They're rejecting our offer especially when you're doing unknown calling, such as cold calling. You know, you're calling around uh, areas or you're knocking on doors and you're just trying to find business, hoping somebody's going to say yes. There's a, good, there's a good chance you're going to get a lot more rejection in that arena. You're going to get rejection from people who already have their hands up. It's okay. Just understand that rejection is a matter of, 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 the, of the choice of what our business is. It's a natural part of the equation. And once you accept it and you understand it, it makes going through it much easier. It's not always a pleasure. I get that. But don't take it personally. I know you have passion about what you do. You want to help everybody in the whole wide world. But get this, we can't. I know for me as a coach, I'd love to help the 7 billion people in the world, and I'm going to do my best to get it out there, get the word out there. But I get that not everybody wants my services. Not everybody wants to be better at what they do. Hey, good for them. That's their choice. I'm not going to worry about it. So we have to do whatever we have to do to accept this fact. Number two, the other part about re being rejected is when you do make an offer and somebody doesn't accept it, and I said to you that they're going to be rejecting what you're offering, oftentimes people are just not ready for what you have to offer at that time. And just be okay with it. Say thank you very much. Have a nice day. If I could ever help you out, add them to your database, nurture them, keep them for long term. There's a number of factors there that you can get into. I'm not going to get technical with you right now on that, but don't worry about it, guys. And then the next B part there is frustration specialist, okay? Being a frustration specialist is uh, needs to be, an, you need to own that one. And what I mean by that is even when you do get business, um, you're going to go through some frustrations. It's not going to always be perfect. Now, I show my clients, and, and for some of you who have seen me do this, I do, I take my whiteboard and I draw a straight line. That's a life without frustration. It's without stress, 
right? And that straight line represents death in life, right? It is, there is no, there is no good, there is no bad, there is nothing there. It's just, it's just a straight line of nothing, right? So, um, we're going to have frustration in our businesses. We're going to have frustrations in life and it's okay. And if you're growing a healthy, high producing, high volume business, make a note that you must you will accept you must and will accept that there's going to be probably more frustration than the people doing maybe one or two transactions a year okay and that's the choice that we have made and it's good because you know what what's on the other side of the bridge hey a lot of money a lot of opportunity a lot of success a lot of happiness a lot of things that come at the other side of the bridge after we go through all of this frustration we got some wins now we can go on a nice cruise and enjoy ourselves. So become that. The next point here is number seven. Uh, be a people builder. Okay? Be a people builder. Now, if you're a team leader, um, a broker, a manager, uh, it's obvious that you want to build your team out. People love three things. They love encouragement. They love appreciation. They love uh, recognition, Right? And they also love money if you want to add a fourth line in there. So what can we do to give them more encouragement, more appreciation for a job well done, more recognition for what they're doing? And thus, when, when we do that, there's a good chance that they're going to make more money because they got somebody on their side. Be a people builder with your family. Be a, be, with your, uh, and give them encouragement. Give them appreciation. Give them recognition. I know sometimes our businesses and sales can be tough, and we bring that home with us, and we don't want to give anybody any appreciation, recognition. We need it ourselves, right? But here's the deal. When you give it out to people, more than likely you're going to get it back. Because we are a reflection of what we give to other people. And when people uh, hear us appreciating them and, and recognizing them and, and encouraging them, if you will, there's probably a good chance that they'll give it back to us. Some people just will never do that, but be cool with that. Be okay with that. But be a people builder. And build your clients up too. Good job. Thank you very much. I appreciate you getting me the paperwork on time. Um, thanks for responding to my email. Say thank you a lot. I appreciate it. Just in and of itself is, is like that. What can you do to help become a greater people builder? Think about that in your life. The next point here, which is probably in combination here, is number eight, which is fly with the eagles. Fly with the eagles. You want to hang around a number uh, point here is a positive reference group. Okay. Jim Rohn says it best. He says, great speaker, author, thought leader. He says, we will become the sum and substance, very typically, of the five people that we hang out with, the books that we read, and the seminars that we attend. So you want to hang out with a positive reference group. Go where they are going. One point on this, if you're the smartest person in the room, very typically, you're in the wrong room unless you're given a seminar, which is fine. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about hanging around people that will pull you up, that, will, that, that you can gravitate to, that will, that will encourage you and, and, and recognize you and things like this. And that positive reference group can be people that you do business with, 
people that you'd love to do business with, and also just people that make you really feel good, right? And that's very important. And he, flying with eagles, okay? Point number B here is believe wholeheartedly in the company that you work for, the products that you sell, and believing in yourself, okay? This is a uh, where we as individuals fly with ourselves, meaning we are the eagles here. I'm the eagle, you're the eagle, and what do, a great, what do great eagles do? They soar, right? And when you soar in your world of inner game, that mindset, that play that you have on yourself, keep in mind that you have to really believe wholeheartedly without Without, without prejudice, without judgment, without condemnation in what you do, the company that you represent, what you sell, and in yourself. Very, very important point. Let's make sure that we're always in that high level of belief. Even if you're going through frustration, even if you're getting a lot of rejection, even if you're not getting the wins that you uh, think that you should be getting, don't worry about it. Just consistently believe in yourself what you do, and in the products that you sell, okay? Number nine, and we'll kind of wind this down now. Number nine is they are masters at building relationships. So how do we build relationships? The best way to build relationships is, is through trust and credibility, right? So going back to our other point about asking questions, asking questions builds trust and credibility, because when you are involved in a relationship with somebody, very typically there's a there's a, uh, a a dialogue between the two of you. It's not a monologue, a dialogue. Like right now, it might be appearing that I'm monologuing because I'm delivering a recording here, right? So, but in the case of building a relationship with people, keep in mind that people want relationships and being a master at building relationships will get you more business from that individual, more repeat business, uh, more uh, referral business from them, and it will really help you to build out that muscle of opportunity that you want for yourself. So relationships are incredibly important. They take you to places that you would never thought of hap uh, going to in your life. And sometimes relationships will lead to other opportunities. I might not be able to sell somebody that I'm talking to directly, but because I built a great relationship, I have a nice dialogue with people. I'm asking them a lot of questions. They're going, you know what, i like to introduce this guy or gal to a good friend of mine who has a need right now, or I can introduce him to somebody who can introduce him to somebody else, right? So relationships open the doors in many areas, and frankly, it makes you healthier and happier when you have great relationships with people. Always remember that we're in the relationship business, okay? No longer is this just a simple transactional business, that we are in, if you're selling real estate, you're selling loans, whatever we're selling, honestly, it doesn't really matter. What we are selling is the value of our relationships, and that goes forward. Transactions in the days of way back when, when there was only maybe uh, a, couple of uh, a couple of sellers, meaning you know competitors like you and I, we might be the only guys in town selling, right? And then the customers only had one or two places to go to. That was all transactional. 
right now because of the nature and competitive nature of our world, most especially because of Internet and, and people's access to information and they can just Google anything and get 500,000 results, right? We have to stand out. And what will help you stand out more than ever in anything is the relationships that you build with people. And having those one-on-one -on -one relationships, not just via social media with a post and a, and a thank you, things like that. Although that's important and helpful, what you want to try to do is make sure that you're uh, genuinely communicating with people like we are doing in this medium here. You're listening to me. I'm talking to you. I can see you. I can imagine you sitting there taking copious notes and implementing everything that we're going to be talking about here today. So this is important that we open this door up of understanding that relationships are extremely powerful. Then the last point, guys, number 10 here, is the habits of the highly successful salespeople fundamentally work around this number 10, and that is they are committed to lifelong personal development. They are committed to lifelong personal development. They read typically an average of 30 to 60 minutes every day. The average person in our society reads about one book a year, and they don't even finish it if they ever do, and it's a, non, it's a fiction book. Okay, so if we took a look at the executives and the people that are making a lot of money, typically on average they're reading between 50 to 75 books a year. Reading is a great way to take us into the world of other people's minds, experiences, and opportunities. It enables us to really learn something. So I would suggest part of your morning routine is to read 30 to 60 minutes every day. Great chapter out of a book, maybe a page in a book. Listen to audios watch videos, things like this. Attend training seminars, which is the next point. Training and, and then seminars regularly. Okay? You should be involved at some level by continuously looking for ways and ideas to improve and add them to your wheelhouse of opportunity. Remember, you got to go to these trainings and these seminars and you got to walk out and you got to do something with them. Don't look for things that are easy to do. Look for things that can make sense and that are productive and they're the correct actions in your business when you do do these things. So when you go to trainings, does this apply to my business? Does this apply to my life? And how can I apply what I'm doing here to make my business and my life more successful? So commitment to this lifelong personal growth is reading often, going to trainings often, listening to positive audios and videos often. Okay? Driving in your car in and of itself is a great exercise because we often are in our cars very often, you know, between sometimes 30 minutes to an hour, depending upon where you live. It could be a couple hours just to go from one point to another, and it's only 10 miles, okay? But here's the bottom line. It's a great way to turn your car, uh, as one of my great mentors of years ago, Brian Tracy said, into a university on wheels. You can get so much information. You can listen to audios. You can listen to Audible. Um, you can't watch videos. You can certainly listen to them, but you can't watch them. Uh, but you, there's a, this is a great opportunity to turn your car into, an, into a university on wheels. But listen to these things daily morning, maybe before you go to sleep at night, and really 
turn off the other things like what I like to call bubble gum for the ears, right? And those bubble gum for the ears are news stations, radio stations. Yeah, do you want to keep informed and up to date? Sure, you need to. You must probably do that, uh, most especially in the world that we live in today. But remember, guys, that there is more information and in news 24-7. We can pick it up anytime that we need to. And if there's something that's a flash alert or emergency, hey, you're going to get a buzz on your phone anyway. I got an Amber Alert today, just as a point of reference to this conversation. And then the last thing here, guys, is this, and that's point number E, uh, number E, and that is all highly successful people, and it's not because I work with them personally, but across the board, they have a coach and they have a mentor, somebody that keeps them in line. It's their third eye. It's their collaborative individual that can help them see the things that they don't see and help them guide them through the process of helping them to be more successful. It's worth its weight in gold, literally. And I'm not saying that to promote my business, but I'm also saying it to promote my business. And that is we help our clients achieve levels of 10xing their current situation more often than not, simply because we are really looking on the sideline here and we're tweaking what our clients are doing. We're helping them hone their blade, if you will, honing a nice, fine blade that's you, and we can see things that you may not see because, remember, oftentimes, like my clients are, they're in the forest. They're doing the work, right? I'm standing on the outside of the forest looking at all of the trees. And what you ultimately want to have is that ability to communicate with a trusted advisor, somebody who can give you ideas, concepts, things that will shorten the, 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 the distance between the two points of where, you're wanting, of where you're wanting to go. So always look to make that happen, whether it's me or somebody else, do whatever you got to do to get somebody coach, get somebody to help coach you and mentor you, and it'll help you uh, through this whole process. It's worth its weight in gold as far as an investment, and and, and it'll help you to really achieve the, the the success that you want in a much faster pace. Very very typically. All right. So guys, those are the ten habits of the highly successful people. Now, what I want you to do as an exercise, I want you to go through each one of these, and maybe as a consideration, take one habit over the next ten days, uh, or take one habit today, work on it, okay, and then the next habit tomorrow, and then rinse and repeat this over and over again. What I want you to do is develop the habit, okay, and the discipline of going through this particular list for the next rest of your life because these are simple yet profound applications that should and must be integrated as a natural part of your life just like eating and brushing your teeth and 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 putting gasoline in your car when it needs it this is that tool that will help you to achieve much much higher levels of success happiness and wealth in your life all right so if you have any questions on this Please feel free to reach out to me, Mike at MikeHusson.com, and we'll be more than happy to help you out in any way. In the meantime, go out and use this information, and until we speak or meet, please make it a great day. Thanks for your time.